Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. That feels better. It's quick, it's concise, it's kind of my trademark. Yeah. That narcissism. Welcome in, it's Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you on the program. Taylor Twelman. It's Talking with Twelman on Tuesdays here on Balloon Party. Talking with Twelman, yeah. You th- when I added the on Tuesdays. But when it's on Tuesdays, you're not wrong. Uh, uh, you know? So that was more of just like a fun fact. Right, exactly, yeah. I got to be honest with you. What do you call this honesty in media? Always have. I got to use the little wizard's room. Mm-hmm. And we had such a brief amount of time between doing TMA and starting this program up, and then I always talk with Randy Carricker. Uh-huh. That... Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta run to the restroom, and you, also known as the little wizard's room. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Are you ready to handle the segment? I think this is your time. Up there, it's their time. Down here, it's our time. What movie does that come from? Text in three one four three nine 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 six four six. Jackson to figure this out on his own is plus one thousand. Uh, we're giving away tickets to the Cardinals' Bud Bash against the Astros a week from tonight, uh, featuring the limited edition Mark Witten bobblehead. Uh, text in now, 314-399-9646 to win Budweiser Bash tickets for the Cardinals and Astros. Just, you're, you're texting in the answer just for fun. We'll select the text of the day to win the Bud Bash tickets, just as an FYI. I've bought you enough time. What does that come from? Official answer is Bill Pullman's speech on Independence Day. No, I'm sorry. and that's. Rats. I want to say that's a good guess, but I don't think it's a good guess. Uh, is that Rocky? Oh, boy. Ah, Off man. the rails. I've heard it before. I just can't think of it. Uh, rank the Rockies in order from worst to first. Or best or worst. I'll only go off the ones I've seen. You haven't seen all the Rockies, bro? Not, not including Creed, for the record. And not like after four, no. Um, so you're not going to count the Tommy Morrison Rocky? I don't know who Tommy Morrison is. Nice show prep ass. I know. So I'll go one through four. Okay, I'll accept that. Uh, Rocky one, number one. <laughs> Terrible already. No credibility. Rocky four, number two. Rocky two, number three. And then Clubber Lang and uh, Rocky and Rocky three. That <sighs> number four. I don't mind where you wound up. Sure, sure. I don't mind where you wound up. The answer, of course, is Rocky Four is the best. I know that's that's the consensus. But Rocky One, I mean, if you don't have Rocky One, you gotta you gotta give its props. I Why? Mean, I you know I, I like Rocky One a lot. Okay, I really, well that's fine. Great but I mean, Burgess you Meredith. You got to You started putting things. Well, Burgess Meredith was in the first three, and he's great in all of them. He's also in Grumpy Old Men. Yeah, and he played the Penguin in Batman. 
he did as well. He's going to join us coming up yeah. after Taylor Twelman. We're actually bumping Twelman for Burgess with Twelman on Tuesdays. Brought to you by Together Credit Union. If it's alliteration, it's on balloon party. Uh, Jackson, what are you looking for in the text today? You know something. So I, I don't mind getting ripped, you know, as you know. Uh, I never mind. It's, a, it's an 18-month tradition from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're just, on 101 ESPN. Boy, my mindset. I always like that. Um, a good, uh, we have some good trade options, like so a trade proposal. Oh, you want trade proposals? I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a good trade proposal. And then always a good basketball take. What are your thoughts on Beal to the Suns? That's what you're looking for from the audience today. That's personally what I'm looking for. People are texting in the Goonies. Is the Goonies the answer? The Goonies the- is the correct answer. Okay. Nicely done. Did we get a lot of Goonies texts? I don't have the text inbox up. I've only seen the Goonies once. Wasn't the question, but nice fun fact as well. Did we get a lot of Goonies texts? Oh, a ton, yeah. Nice. Good for the audience. Yeah. You are my people. I don't care that Jackson looks down on you because you didn't go to Ledoux. You are my people. We are all from South St. Louis. All of us. Every single one. Ledoux, Horton, Watkins. I don't even know where it is. Warson. Warson and Clayton. They wouldn't let me in. <laughs> they just they would put, they would put blockades yeah, in yeah. front. It's like a guest. South City sonar going <laughs> right. off. Like, He's in the neighborhood. He's circling. He's in the neighborhood. All right, Cardinals win three in a row. I Every day... I wanted to get to plus 1,000 to win the National League Central. Plus 900 was good enough. It was good enough. Maybe mm-hmm. it shows a weakness in my negotiation ability. I don't know. And I should have fired the bullet because now it's plus 650. But guess who's in first place? Cincinnati. That's right. And I believe this show broke the story that the Cincinnati Reds are going to win the 2023 yeah. National League Central. We were actually it was the an first... unpopular take because they were plus 1,500 yeah. like less than two weeks ago. This is the official show of the Cincinnati Reds. That's correct. And also the Pulse of Pittsburgh. We're big in the National League Central. Yeah, just not in St. Louis. Just not in St. Louis. It's correct. So uh, the Reds are in first place, but the Cardinals are coming. Tra-la, tra-la. And that leads us to Jackson's first half of, what is today, Little Pills Half and Half? It's the Little Pills Half and Half. I'm a big Half and Half guy. I am too. You know, it gives a nice blend of both uh, topical Cardinal discussion. I kind of glanced at the questions, which are coming later and later, I've noticed. Yeah, I my my evenings. They, oh, I, look at this, Don Juan. No, I just used to spend like a really long time Look at on Tommy the Tinder over there. What do no. we got going on? So I used to spend like a really long time like thinking over the questions and doing it and oftentimes I was Can doing I do this it. off the record? Can you turn my mic off? Just throw to like one of those emergency things they play during <laughs> our show? I, uh, I can't. Okay. I'm surprised by how much time you put into this. That's I, it. You can turn the mic back on. All right. Yeah. I think that I think writers talking about uh, the opening drives opinion on uh, David Freeze didn't go out over the air, but that did. So we're kind of on the inverse. But um, yeah, I I, I do because you know I, you know I want if I'm gonna do some, I want to do it the best of my ability. And it took me so long that like I was actually like going to bed later. So since I've started sending them in the morning, I get better sleep. So. Juice worth Good. and plus cardinal that, that makes that, that's totally fine because oh, things, cause things change when you would send them at five thirty p.m. That's the key. And then we do the show yeah. at ten oh five, and and who knows what could have happened. So I, was, I think that's the right play. And you're doing it during TMA, and there's nothing really going on then anyway. It's actually it's a great time to do it. And uh, I would actually say that the. Sometimes I would be asking questions about that Cardinal game going on before it ended, which right, led to right. Paul Goldschmidt struggling, and then he had two home runs immediately after I sent that. Yeah, that was very damaging to your brand. Ladies so, and gentlemen, it's time for the freshly baked Little Piddles half and half. I really like that. Freshly, really like freshly baked? baked. Yeah. yeah, freshly squeezed. Hot even. and fresh. Hot and fresh takes. Hot cross buns. 
One a penny, two a penny. Hot cross buns. No, I was thinking of heart and soul there for a second. All right. Yesterday, it was just songs I could play on the saxophone in the fifth grade. Yesterday, we saw Ali Marmol leave Jack Flaherty out there after giving up five runs. And instead of abandoning ship and depleting the bullpen, he let Jack get five and a third more innings, and he got right. On top of that, he gave the ball to the hot hand to let Jordan Hicks close it out after pitching the previous Three two days. Three straight days for Jordan Hicks. Absolutely. In your mind, is this a nice change of pace from standard operating procedure of taking a pitcher out too early and not giving the ball to the guys who are hot? Do you think moves like this build equity and trust in the clubhouse? That is without question in need of trust and leadership. Uh, I, I, I got it. I mean, I was, I was just, I was ready to give my answers, and then all of a sudden, you, you social media me. What do you mean it's without question? What was the last part about that again? Please read it exactly as it was read. Also, because anytime I call for a reread, I notice that the thing changes. <laughs> That's hearsay. Uh, <laughs> do you think moves like this build equity and trust in the clubhouse? That is without question in need of trust and leadership. Why is it without question in need they're... of trust and leadership? Why is it without question? Like in in media world, it's without question, but in there, that may not be the case. So I have to I have to refute that because they're plus six fifty to win the central. Buster what only the told that got to do with anything. Buster only told us before the season <laughs> that the Cardinals the were the God. easiest pick he had to win the division. Not saying that that was a big thing on the Cardinals, just how weak the division was. Like, and they're this struggling. Is Godfather too, and all of a sudden Tom Hagen's filibustering in the, in the hearing. I don't know what we're doing here. All I know is we cannot say without question that there's a trust issue in there. I know a lot of people would believe that in, in the fans and perhaps media may believe that, but we can't say without question. That's, that's my only, that's all I take issue with. That's fair. Now, what I think people have complained about with regards to pitchers getting pulled is when they're pitching well and they get yanked, mm-hmm. not when they've given up five runs in the first two innings sure. and they're coming off a bad start. So I don't know if this was more of an illustration of trusting a pitcher so much as going, oh, crap, we got two more days and then we fly to London, so it would be best not to burn the bullpen. That's fair. Fortunately, however, Flaherty got into the seventh inning and God, I know that you can't necessarily bet something like that, but if you were watching the game, and it was a day game yesterday afternoon, so I was watching the game, and if you would have said in the second inning, Jack Flaherty's going to be in in the seventh inning, what kind of numbers could you have yeah, on that? Real. Boy, uh, The Cardinals coming back. Also, I realize the Nationals are, are warm garbage. However, Josiah Gray has been pitching well. He really has. I, I know most people probably have. Who do you think more people know, Josiah Gray or Wyndham Clark as of five days ago? Wyndham Clark. I don't know on that. I don't know on that. I live, in a, you know, live in a bubble, so it's the golf tough. Bubble? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, so with that all said, um, hey, it's three in a row, and Jack Flaherty has, for the most part, pitched well since he and Derek Gould had their you know standoff, the OK Corral, <laughs> in Wrigley Field. And uh, I know there was a, a start uh, two starts ago that was really poor, but uh, yesterday's looked like it was going to be back to back, and then all of a sudden, he righted the ship. The Cardinals get some offense, uh, and three straight. It's how it's going to have to start, and it's a perfect time to do it against some subpar opposition. And uh, I think I answered your questions, but did I not? I want to make sure I answer all the questions. No, I, I just uh, I, you know what my question was was like you know. Standard operating procedure would say you take Flaherty out earlier and probably not give the ball to Hicks on the on the third day in a row. But he kind of went against that. Yeah, I, I I think the Hicks thing is perhaps more. I don't know if I would say surprising, but against. I think in this situation, when you have a very unique week, albeit 
you have some days off before playing in London, but you do have that travel element, which is absolutely unique. I mean, it's it's a first of its kind for the Cardinals. And then also a day off after the, the two in London. But I don't think and they also they're playing a day game on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nationals are playing another one off day game against the Diamondbacks on Thursday. Three or four day games for the Nationals this week. Uh, for those of you who are big Nationals fans in the St. Louis area, I know I'm talking to another large percentage of people that the Cardinals go, look, let's see what we can get out of them. Because I think if you were watching the game, you know Flaherty wasn't necessarily getting raked. Right. He was on the verge of getting out of both those, and they weren't necessarily super hard-hit balls that got him. So I think if you're looking at context and not just a box score, you would have seen that. And so it wasn't a case of, I don't know, like last Wednesday, the Cardinals were hitting... Uh, Disclafini pretty hard. Yeah. And uh, even though they didn't put up like a 10 spot on him, the Giants got him out after three innings. That's a little different situation than what was going on with Flaherty yesterday. And hey, to their credit, he got into the seventh inning and he saved the bullpen. You're playing a crappy team. And uh, ideally, you can win that series and, and see if you can keep the momentum going into London against the Chicago Cubs. Your thoughts are welcome. We're giving away four tickets to the Cardinals and Astros for next Tuesday night's Budweiser Bash, which features a limited edition Mark Witten bobblehead. Taylor Twellman coming up at 1035. We will continue the Little Pills half and half after this break. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I like this jam. I really do like this I like this kite. Welcome in, Balloon Party. Segment two. Segment three will be Taylor Twelman. Talking with Twelman on Tuesdays. Nailed it. Brought to you by Together Credit Union. Doggies playing tomorrow. Love it. Watch this. Defense, doggies, defense. Defense, doggies, defense. So they play on Wednesday here, Mm -hmm. and then off they go on the road to San Jose on Saturday. I'd like to go to San Jose on Saturday. You ever been? I've been to San Francisco, never San Jose. Mm. I really love that part of uh, California, Northern California area. I think it's beautiful. You have a property in Monterey, right? Your family uh, does. Carmel by the sea, but you know, we're splitting hairs at that point. Um, right. Around the water, yeah. I belong to Spyglass, which is crazy. Yeah, I knew you, legacy member, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, grandfather. Yeah, so it was I guess part of the trust. Was, yeah, yeah. But that's just one of the many. Your thoughts? 101 ESPN has your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to next Tuesday night's Budweiser Bash for Cardinals and Astros. All you got to do is be selected as the best text sent in to this program, which is Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota's Balloon Party. 314-399-9646 is the Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, and uh, Jackson has this little piddles half and half in which he uh, applies social media theories and makes them real by using them here on 101 ESPN, and I condemn it. Well, here comes another one. Oh, God. All right, I'm glad I'm grabbing the water bottle and getting ready to throw it across the studio. Here we go. So, so I was having this uh, discussion with my buddy. We were playing golf on Saturday. This is all made up. No, 100% real. And Where were you playing? Uh, the Highlands in Forest Park. Just, you know. Humble brag. It was a little afternoon, nine. It was a beautiful How'd day. Would you shoot? Uh, three over. Hmm. I think you're trending. If I don't have to use a iron longer than a seven iron, I am dangerous. But once we start, once that five iron comes out to play, it is a problem. Uh, Why don't you go hybrid season? Light hybrid, one eighty hybrid, sawed off. 
Yeah, a lot of, you'll see a lot of 25-year-old players doing that. Yeah, sawing off hybrids. Uh, so he was saying, you know, he's like, well, you know, they might have to, you know, trade Goldschmidt and uh, be a rebuild. And I thought, well, would it be a rebuild if they had to trade Paul Goldschmidt, if you kick the tires on the option of Paul Goldschmidt being dealt the deadline? The more I think about it, the more I like it. Playing out the hand, do you think it would have to be a full rebuild if they were to trade Goldie? Or do you think with the haul they could get for him, they could still compete for the division in 2024? Uh, I actually agree with where you're coming from. Right. I like it. I, I, I mean, it, it's so weird in St. Louis, and I have to look at other cities with multiple championships. Boston would be an interesting study because Boston's got them all since 2000. Yep. I mean, millions, I feel like, with the Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins got one. How many of the Celtics won one, since then? Oh, wait. Oh, only, only one, really? Okay. I think the... the I think they multiple won all finals of them. appearances. Yeah, Red Sox in 07, Patriots in 07, Bruins in 08, Celtics in 08. Is that right? I think I think that is. I believe that is the case. Maybe the Bruins were 09. I think the Bruins weren't in the same year, but I, okay. I could be off the mark. I think that might have been Wingy Wingy or Penguin. But either way, I digress. Point being, the last three championships in St. Louis, 06, 11, and 19. Are we in agreement on that? Yeah. I want to make sure that I'm not. Forgetting something. Okay. Yeah, that's right. All right. At the midway point of the season, approximate midway point of the season, no one would have seen it coming. Right. For real. Right. Um, and in, in the cases of both the Cardinals in 06 and 11 and in the Blues in 19, all had been in the Final Four within relative recent mm-hmm. time. Um, Blues in the Western Conference Finals in 16, Cardinals in the NLCS in, in 05, uh, and World Series in 04. So we kind of knew what high-caliber teams looked like. Yep. So we couldn't really con ourselves otherwise. In this case, the Cardinals were in the 2019 NLCS. In my opinion, that was one of the weakest Cardinal teams to go to the NLCS during Bill DeWitt's ownership. That's not a shot at, at Bill DeWitt's ownership so much as there have been so many Cardinal teams to go to the NLCS and Bill DeWitt's ownership, and that team just, you know, it, it, it just didn't really have it relative to those other teams in 14, 13, 12, 11, 06, 05, 04, 02, and in 2000 and 96. I just I wouldn't I, the whole candle, in my opinion, to those, especially with the lineup when we saw they were carved up by Washington. So with that all established as a premise, in St. Louis, we haven't necessarily seen a team just dominate throughout the course of the year and then go win a championship. It's actually been the opposite. All three have really unique stories in how they got there. Whereas I think Blues fans would maybe say that the team that was shut down by the pandemic was the one that was from start to finish looking like one of the best teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, And who knows, maybe have defended the cup. The 2004 Cardinals are are held in, in super high esteem, even though they were swept in the World Series. So my point in bringing up that historical context for the market is the fan base thought process is, I think, unique to relative other fan bases with multiple championships from multiple sports because we are more predisposed to thinking we can pull a rabbit out of the hat than other markets because we've seen three rabbits pulling out of the hat since 2006. Do you follow me? Holler if you hear me, Tupac. Yeah, I think, and it's a discussion we've had multiple times about the idea of just getting in uh, can get you a championship because we've seen that, especially with the Cardinals in 06 and 11. 
But I think what you and I both agree on that is those are outliers and not the norm. Right. And you can't operate on outliers. That's correct, Jackson. That is exactly right. So with that established, I don't think that this team, and I didn't think this team before the season, is a world championship team. Can they win the world championship? Yes. But I enjoy probability. Um, And from that standpoint, number one, they have a long hill to climb as it is but but secondarily um paul goldschmidt is where he is age-wise and is up after next year and but it's not like he's playing poorly this year this isn't like a Contreras situation i mean he is having a hell of a year on a team that is having some problems so i don't mind it it's way too early to say yay or nay on it not that anybody is saying yay or nay on it but I suppose what I would say is if someone operates on the premise you absolutely don't trade Paul Goldschmidt, that is the one opinion that I would disagree with. Um, because I, I don't know how you can go, well, let's, let's, let's hold on to him for, for one more year, especially considering the value of having a guy playing at that level um, and being under contract for another year. I don't think the Padres, for example, give the Nationals what they gave them if Soto were up in three months right. versus the the full year of control that they still had. Yeah. Uh, granted, Soto age different than Goldschmidt age. And what I think you also were bringing up was uh, you have other options to play first base, perhaps the easiest transition for a defensive player, maybe Jordan Walker, uh, yeah. considering how that defensive situation looks in the outfield at the moment. And... You know, that guy's 21 years old. So I do not think it means it's full-on rebuild. I don't think that's the mindset of the Cardinal organization. But because I don't think it's the mindset of the Cardinal organization, I would be really surprised if they traded Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, it would certainly be a move that is not... uh, It would be unusual for the Cardinals to do something like that. But if you got... It just hasn't happened, period, since Bill DeWitt has been the owner of the franchise. Right, but never have you had a situation, A, where the Cardinals are in right now, given the season, and then have a guy who is still productive at this age. I mean, he won MVP last year, and he's looked great this year. This productive, given his contract and given his age, it's like almost like a lunar eclipse. It's like we could get a lot for this guy and still be competitive and not lose as much production as you would think when trading away the MVP, because even if you got you know a good haul, but only one major league ready player, whether that be an arm or somebody in the field, you could still, like you said, possibly move Walker to first and have a lot more options given the haul. And I think it's definitely something to consider because, like you said, it's not something usually that the Cardinals would ever do. Never, really, ever would do. Uh, Goldschmidt, for the record, will be uh, 36 on September 10th. Right, and by the final year of his contract, 37. So got to take that into account. If you can get a good haul for a guy who's in his mid to late 30s, still productive, but get a good haul for him and not lose that much, you have to consider it. Now, if they were to move both him and Arenado, first of all, out of this world, but that would be a full rebuild, I think. That I don't see happening. No, Goldschmidt's a different set of circumstances. Much different. Age, contract being the reasons. What's your next question, sir? Let's get to the real meat and potatoes of this, oh, Tim. Oh, wow. So this is interesting. This is the third question, but you consider it the real meat and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's perfect. What, what producing? Yeah. Uh, we call this burying the lead. Burying the lead. In my opinion, it's burying the lead. I okay, doubt. Yeah, I can't most, wait to hear what it is. Most of the listeners will think it's the lead, but Uh-oh. it's the lead to oh, me. No, we have the undersell. We have the disclaimer. Things are happening. Well, I hope people are upset as I am. 
we have now seen the Cardinals play the Rangers and the Cardinals play the Nationals. And both of those teams were red hats at home, yet the Cardinals in both of those series have worn red caps well, I couldn't on the agree road. More with you. And I that, couldn't agree more. And with you. do they think they're like, we're just not going to notice that they're not wearing the Navy caps? What, Clear what's going eyes, on? Blue caps can't lose. I'm going to say it one more time. Please. Clear eyes, blue caps can't lose. I just don't think get about it. that. I don't why, like what do they think they're fooling us? Cuz they already are under this assumption that we don't want to see them by not wearing the red the navy caps on the road, you know, as a blanket. Why that change was made beyond me. Haven't won a world series since. I, I, I don't get it. and now that they gave us this like, well, we'll wear the navy caps when we play a team with a red cap. Now that's not happening. Now that's being taken away. I mean, I'm serious, like it actually frustrated watching the game yesterday. I was frustrated. It, it looks so bad. They they have the greatest disparity between quality of home uniform and quality of road uniform in the game. There, yeah. take that. Put me up there with Stephen A. Smith and uh, Chris Russo, and I'll argue that. I don't disagree at all. I do not disagree at all. It is makes no sense that they would wear the red caps on the road. The navy caps on the Good road is this, a staple. This, this was the lead, actually. It was. This was the lead. We should have broken into programming. I some I, I got you know often we say oh the meeting this town's so soft I want to hold somebody I, I accountable that, I do that every day yeah. everybody's a fraud it's an yeah. embarrassment that's yeah. what I do I scream they're not pulling the wool over my eyes I refuse who the media or the Cardinals everybody oh my God wow yeah this is Piddle's verse and until the people yeah until the Navy road caps are brought back at the bare minimum against teams with red caps that wear them on the uh, at home. I will not stand for this. What would you like the Cardinals to wear on the road since you are uniform boy? Just the Navy road caps on top of That's the normal. It. You're That's fine all with the gray. I want. It's fine. Yeah. You Everyone were fine else does with it. it. You were fine with what they were doing from the early 90s through 2011 or 12 when they made the change. I wouldn't be against returning to the pullover look. Wow. Certainly with the powder blues. The fact that they do the button ups of the powder blues is another atrocity. But I've never heard you angrier. But the pullovers on the road, I wouldn't be against. I don't I would not want the all red, like you know how some teams like the Pirates will wear like the black uniform with the gray pants. I don't want the Cardinals to wear like the batting practice red jerseys on the road. That looks terrible. What about navy batting practice? Now we're talking with you a like big STL on the breast. Yeah, I really, really like that. People would say the breast, but I understand what you're saying just from a geographic standpoint. Sure. Yeah, that would that I'd be open Pec- to. Pectoral? Do you say pectoral or pectoral? How about breastplate? It's fine. I mean, at this point. <laughs> Taylor Twelman is going to join us coming up on the other side of the break for talking with Twelman on Tuesdays. You nailed it, Tim. Brought to you by Together Credit Union. That's next. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're headed down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. This is Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN. Presented by Together Credit Union. 
Together Credit Union. The City SC Visa credit card is exclusively available at togethercu.org. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Our presenting sponsor is Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. And it is our pleasure to be joined by the great Taylor Twelman. Taylor, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. You were on the call on Saturday night. This is the first time this season where I'm kind of going, oh, boy, I'm starting to get a little worried. And it's a combination of the way they're playing and the injuries. Uh, your perspective, sir. Same. Uh, I would agree with you. Anytime you're losing arguably your three most influential players, and, and Klaus, they've survived, right? But you can't lose Leuven and Blum at the same time. So now that Blum's coming back, but Leuven is going to be out for the next four to six weeks, um, it, there were signs in the FC Dallas game, that 40-minute game that left yeah. me a little concerned, uh, losing the three points at home and only getting a point against the Galaxy. And then obviously last Saturday is an interesting one. And I said this a little bit, Bradley Carnell, this is his first time being a full-time manager for a full season, right? So you look at it, that's a very interesting decision, moving Hebert to right back, taking out Nerwinski, it backfired, and so now they're kind of up against it now with the news that Leuven's out for about four to six weeks. So with this this injury news and what they have going on recently with some struggles, they now have the spot where they're playing tomorrow. Uh, and then again, uh, coming up on, on Saturday, and the depth will be tested and some of the changes you made reference to from Bradley Carnell, uh, you have played. You have been in this spot and then, of course, on the call for games as well. How does a team handle a situation like this, and what potential solutions do you think Carnell could implement to try to get through this stretch? This was the one thing, uh, Tim, they, didn't, they wanted to avoid. They wanted to avoid losing Leuven and Klaus at the same time, yet here we are. So I, I think there's a real concern, and, and I think anyone, I'll argue with anyone, I, I, I'm not there saying that St. Louis City has a ton of depth. Now, I've seen some of the conversations from fans and social media and some of the analysts locally, and I, I just don't know if I see that because, mind you, Kyle Hebert's played left back. He's not a left back. He's not a right back. He's a center back. And so if you're moving players like that out of position – now you're not only losing Leuven and Klaus, your two best players, but now also you're losing a third spot because Hebert's playing out of position. So depth is not there to the level that a lot of people have argued with me on, and I think it's going to be tested, and I think it's going to be very difficult. I think this is going to be a very, very difficult stretch here to try to survive, to try to stay in the West, because the last thing you want to do in MLS is to go on these four, five, six-game losing streaks and then all of a sudden you got to chase it. They've had a great start to the season, but I'd be lying to you and I'd be disingenuous if I didn't tell you that I would be alarmed if I'm St. Louis City with the stretch that's coming up. Yeah, and it starts uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Real Salt Lake, who they went in and defeated in Salt Lake City, uh, come to St. Louis. How, from the, the perspective of those of us who are, are watching a full MLS season for the first time, do coaches, managers, players adjust from the first time they see a team to playing a second time? Is there a conscientious strategic decision to alter from that first time around? Or do you just implement what you have and keep going with the system? Yeah, it's more of the latter. Uh, it, it depends on personnel, right? Because you compare the first game to now, it's, it's apples to oranges with the players that are available 
in the form and everything else, right? Real Salt Lake has had a couple interesting results as of late, as has St. Louis City. I think this is where City Park becomes a huge factor. Uh, I, I said it on Twitter the other day, yesterday, actually, and some of the fans picked up on it. This is where City Park becomes the extra player, the depth, the ability to carry teams to places that they may not be able to get to. St. Louis City needs City Park to show up and show up big. They've already done so, but they need that extra 5 to 10% from the crowd to get this group believing again that they can pull it off. I think the group has a real good cohesion and a belief amongst themselves. But that result against Nashville, that will punch you in the face a little bit no matter who you are and how great of a season you've had. I'm interested to see what kind of team shows up Wednesday night against Salt Lake. It was 1-1 at the half, as I said at the outset, Taylor, here of our segment yeah. presented by Together Credit Union, that, that you were on the call. And, and whatever happened at the half, uh, we saw a dick, different second half from from City, uh, and, and it nearly wound up being four goals for Mukhtar really uh, a hell of a save to keep it from, from being as such. What was the difference, uh, whether it be from Nashville or from City, in the second half that led to it looking uh, just like such a huge gap between those two teams in the, in the, in the second 45? Yeah, I thought, you know, honestly, surprisingly, St. Louis City was good in the first half. Yeah. You know, other than the mistake on the goal, you know, I, I think Miggy Perez, 18 years old, doing everything he can to defend that. But when you rewatch it multiple times, if he heads it out for a corner, if he heads it directly back out wide, Honey Mukhtar doesn't score. That was really everything. It should have been a penalty on Joe Keeney. They went to review. They didn't give it. 90 seconds later, give that up. So, And Joe Keeney scored with his arm. So maybe it evened out. But 1-1 at half, that was good. It changed two ways. Schaffelberg, arguably one of the fastest players in the league, comes in. I kind of alluded to it going into halftime that that was going to happen. It did. They take off Teal Bumberry, bring on Zubek. He's more mobile, runs a lot. But the whole thing changed when Nerwinski was taken out, moves Kyle Hebert to right back, and brought in Nelson. It just changed. And anytime as a manager, and Bradley Carnell is an honest, accountable guy. He'll raise his hand. But anytime you move a player to a different position, technically you're making two subs at once. And more importantly, said player that moves the position got two yellows in 25 minutes. Yeah. So yeah. the tactical decision to bring on Hebert, to bring on Nelson, move Hebert to right back to try to combat the flat out blistering pace of Jacob Schaufelberg. It turned into the Honey Mukhtar show because they couldn't defend Schaffelberg in that pace in behind. It did look like he was about to get his fourth late, and uh, and they were able to uh, withstand that. But nonetheless, you mentioned uh, during the broadcast, uh, Taylor, that uh, you consider uh, Mukhtar as one of the top five MLS players ever. Who uh, who else would you put in that category on that list? Oh boy, how long do we have? Um, I mean, naturally, myself in there. Come on, dude. Absolutely. You know no, I mean, you really look at what Hani Mutar is doing over the last three seasons. There's only two players in the league that have done what he's done, and that's Sebastian Javinko and Robbie Keane. They're probably in that conversation. But the point being is that Hani Mutar in Nashville should be two-time MVP, but Carlos Hill beat him in 21. I think he's a front-runner to win it this year. Yeah. Tim, the point being, he's understated. He's underrated. And I still don't think we appreciate what Hani Mutar is and the fact that Nashville is going to be an MLS Cup favorite if they get the 9-DP right this summer, I just don't think enough people are, are really understanding and appreciating 
Hani Mutar. So to answer your question, it's the Landon Donovan, Robbie Keane, you know, Javinko, you can go up and down the line that way. Hani Mutar, when it's all said and done, if this pace continues for another, say, three, four years, He's going to be in the conversation for top five best players ever. Certainly got a chance to see it on full display, in particular in the uh, second half in Nashville. They'll try and right the ship tomorrow night at City Park. Real Salt Lake coming to St. Louis. Taylor Twelman with us every Tuesday here, brought to you by Together Credit Union. Taylor, always enjoy the conversation. Thanks so much for your time, sir. All right, brother. Be good, man. Thank you. Take it easy. That's Taylor Twelman here on 101 ESPN. It is Balloon Party. We will come back and give away four tickets to the Cardinals and Astros Bud Bash. Uh, That is next week, next Tuesday, courtesy of Budweiser. We'll have that for you. Plus, we'll wrap up the Little Piddles Half and Half, where we apply our narratives to truth inside the Cardinal Clubhouse. That's what we do. That's who we are. That's what I do. I, I can't speak for everybody. It's certainly what I do. And I won't stop. I will not stop until until there's a slander suit. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll yeah, act, trust that'll, me, that'll, I, can, I can speak to it. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Final segment for Tuesday, June 20th, 2023 of Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And we're giving away a four-pack of tickets to next Tuesday night's Budweiser Bash for the Cardinals and Astros. Uh, So Jackson has a vote. I have a vote. Mike Ryder will be the Speaker of the House, and he will determine the winner. Yep. Uh, Jackson, uh, I have my personal favorite. Uh, Do you have yours? I do. All right. Go ahead. I'll start us off. Justin here. Tim and Jackson, you guys rock. Will you, you guys give us your thoughts on the Buffalo Bills this year? Nice. Yeah, you can see why that why he posted a, a, a really solid score early and he made the players out on the course have to have to chase him down. Right. Uh, he kind of Tommy Fleetwooded it. Um, mine, personally, which may or may not have been sent in from my burner phone, I find Little Piddles loathsome. <laughs> <laughs> And a person with ill-informed opinions and a snooty outlook on the general public. Mm-hmm. Now his view on uniforms is right up there with Coco Chanel and Giorgio Armani. But the rest of the time, he's an idiot. Thanks. That's from the three one four. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I I, mean are you are you coming to my side with that? I, as much as I love Justin, and I want to give so many takes on on the bills, on the bills, this dig situation. Yeah. Shout out AJ Espinosa. Um, but. Um, I think I'll have to. I think I'll have to side with you on yes. that because that is because uh, I, I actually think it's super true. <laughs> like Cardinal baseball takes, I might be off on Blues takes. I'll certainly be off on basketball and pretty rock solid. But no matter what, when it comes to the uniforms, I know my takes yeah. are, are well so, thought I mean, out. Was, there was some criticism, but there also was some compliment. In yeah, there. yeah. I think that's that. Like is like if you're looking at the DNA mold for mm-hmm. winning text of the day with us. Our friend right there just nailed it. There it is. Uh, there's the winner. It's a 314 text inbox uh, number, and uh, that's Bud Bash tickets for next week. Hey, the opening drive is going to be hosting uh, the Big League Impact Cardinals in London Watch Party this Saturday at Patios Downtown. The Redbirds are headed to London to take on the Cubs, and you can watch the game this Saturday afternoon. At Patios with the opening drive, enjoy a fun-filled afternoon featuring trivia, games, your chance at autograph memorabilia, and more, all hosted by Randy, Carey, and Brooke. Proceeds will support Big League Impact. Get more details on Big League Impact's Cardinals in London Watch Party now at 
ESPN.com. All right, Jackson, uh, the Lil Piddles half and half down the home stretch we go. Fun to watch. Absolutely. It's actually good that you mentioned uh, Cardinals in London because that's where I'm going with my next wow, question. Okay. So, after playing a little three game series in our nation's capital, mm, mm. the Redbirds will head over to a different nation's capital. And that capital will be London, capital of England. And. Um, <laughs> What little, is this? A little two-game series with the Cubs at London Stadium. Are you excited to watch baseball across the pond? And now, here's this. This is the wrong word, but I'm going to use it. Are, you, it. are you making this up on the fly by looking not. down like you're reading? No, that would be... This is this is so poorly worded that no, I can't I disagree. believe that it was written out in oh, advance. I disagree. Uh, does it frustrate you? And frustrate's the wrong word, but you know where I'm getting at. Does it frustrate you at all, given the new hybrid schedule that a Cardinals-Cubs game is not going to be played in Chicago or St. Louis, that they're moving it. Would you prefer yeah, this it's, London it's, series to be? It's only two, so it's one thing. Like, I remember when, you know, Kevin Demoff, and, and believe it or not, I think he was being disingenuous when no. he said this. No. And no. he went on, I remember we were about to do TMA, whenever this was, like a decade ago, and he was on Channel 2 on their set talking about how St. Louis going to London to take on the Patriots, which, of course, took a home game against Tom Brady away from St. Louis, Correct, uh, was actually going to be a good thing for uh, the English to find out about St. Louis and want to visit St. Louis as a tourism destination. And I couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> and that's really saying something, considering the source. Uh but in that case, it's the one time, I think maybe the, that Brady might have played here one other time. Mm. That's it. Right. You know, you'll see the Cubs plenty. So in the whole scheme of things, I'm not excited about the London thing one way or the other. Personally, I suppose if my kids were older, I maybe would have said, yeah, let's go on over to London and watch the Cardinals play, you know, to have that experience of of traveling and seeing them play over there is kind of a way to justify it. But it doesn't do anything for me. But as far as your second question, not a big deal because it's it's not like with the Patriots where it's only once every X number of years. Sure. That's where I'm That going. makes sense. Yeah. Where are you on it? Well, I just given the new schedule, I would have personally preferred it to be somebody like, you know, name National League team here outside of the Cubs just because you only because we have less Cubs games this year than any year prior. Yeah, I get that. So but that, I also understand from a baseball standpoint, you wouldn't want to like send the Marlins over there right, to, to right. take on the, you know, Angels or something. Right. I'm actually, I guess Angels would be a terrible example because they can have Otani and Trout. So yeah. terrible. Thank you. Very you, terrible. Thank you. You bet. Um, I'm actually looking forward to watching Cardinal baseball over in England. I'm I'm kind of into English culture in general. Oh, is that right? And because think, you feel like it's better than American culture, and you find Americans to be dumb and heavy set. Those are your words, not mine. No, I was asking the question. That's no. what I. That's what I think. Like the English seem to be more sophisticated and. No, I just... More live. That it might be the case, but... Wow, uh, right there, right there. No further questions. Right. Um, but I'm into it, and I think it's pretty cool that they're going to play uh, in London. I hope that's a mainstay. I just like... You know, it's different. So you want the Cardinals to move to London. That's essentially what you just said. I, You know, if they keep playing like this, they might as well, Tim. Um, but are on a three-game winning streak, sir. Yeah, I know. We're in the depths of it, baby. Uh, but, like, midsummer, like, it gets kind of... Yeah, you know, 162 games kind of gets a little monotonous. Going and taking a trip to London and the guys going out there, I don't know, I think it's pretty cool. 
It doesn't necessarily like fire me up. Like, I thought not... you said you were looking forward to it, like 25 seconds earlier. I am looking forward to it. There's a difference between looking forward Are you making up to... your opinions on the air? Are you skip bailing me? Well, I guess all opinions are made up, right? No, you, make you it feel up. it. If you really feel... Hey, if you're looking forward to it, good for you. I am. I am looking forward okay. to it. Okay. But then you just said seconds later. Well, I'm not going to jump out of the gym for it, but I am indeed looking forward to it. I I take it over, no, I'd rather have the game in St. Louis. Now I'm arguing against myself. Yeah, I know. What's going on? It's like you're possessed. Pazuzu. God, in the world. Uh, There's a W term that uh, Brits like to use that you've just been called, but I don't know what the FCC policy over here in the United States of America is on it, so therefore I'm going to err on the side. If I were doing TMA, I'd read it in a heartbeat. Right, me too, yeah. Um, Ladue boy is trying to be English lad. (laughs) That'd be nice. English Jack. That's me, baby. Oh, BK and Ferrario are coming up next for our Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.